1: Welcome to TalkVille, the Ultimate Smallville Rewatch Podcast. Let's get into Season 4, Episode 3, Facade. People get picked on. I got picked on. But scabby, abby, scabby, the whole school. Yeah, I miss you. I felt like it wasn't real.
0: If I may, I want to defend the storytellers. The people who created the show wanted you to feel like these people were the worst people ever. They pretty much said the whole school of Smallville High are bad people. Jump in now or catch up on
1: any of the past seasons of TalkVille on YouTube or wherever you listen.
2: Did we see an evolution of the way the State of the Union is going to be done from here on out with this interactive thing, which you and I both like? I think it makes it a lot more entertaining. Um, I don't know, but both sides seem to like it. You know, Joe Biden's side, they think he did great. We're glad that Republicans called him out on some stuff that he was saying. And I, I don't care if this uh, is a new trend.
3: Well, you know, John, you yesterday brought up how you'd like the GOP response to be done by some kind of actor. And A I'm just thinking about- your yeah, performance. And I'm just thinking about like the state of the union. It, 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 if we could set it like the America's Got Talent auditions, <laughs> where people can X you out and after three Xs, you're done, that'd also be fun, don't you think?
2: Yeah. Uh, got a lot of stuff we still want to get into here, but uh, Albert's been very patient here. Four nine zero five eight five eight. Albert, you're on KMJ.
1: Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, yeah, you know I watched it. Uh, it, it. What you guys are talking about the, the debate, uh, the atmosphere, and everything—it it is good. But I guess for me, is when they focus on the facial faces of some of the Republicans, it, it's ugly, and it's not like I prefer watching the, the British uh, parliament when they debate and then they're usually laughing and joking. They cheer. And they sometimes they do the same kind of, uh, you know, yelling or not yelling, but just, uh, not approving of something. They but yell. It's not ugly. <laughs> yeah. But it's not as ugly as,
2: so you think uh, what, there's too much, there's it. too much anger.
1: Yeah. The facial it's more, it's, it's really like deep seated anger or hatred, or that's the, probably the thing that comes off. And as they portray, the. The GOP as kind of like out of touch and it just you know uh, the radicals, uh, the how they label them and everything that's Nazis and everything else, whatever. It's just the image that it's being portrayed. That's all the facial image. But I don't mind the the screaming and or well, not screaming, but the you know disapproval and everything. I, That's how I, I mean, that's great. <laughs> I love that. So part. is
3: somebody really is good. is somebody making fun of the facial images of Republicans? Are you just seeing that yourself?
2: I'm
1: seeing that myself when they focus when you go on the parts of the different internet and you're seeing that facial, the the look of it, it, it's not a a healthy look. It's more of a a hatred, a a dislike, or, you know, it's not like um, you wouldn't want your Congress member or someone like that, that level to be expressing that or saying, you know, liar real loud or just whatever they capture it and it just doesn't look good. That's all I'm saying.
2: Yeah. Well, I think one thing we have to be careful of here is, of course, the Democrats and the media are going to want it to be that way. You know, Joe Biden is trying to paint Republicans. We're going to get into this change in strategy, but he's been trying to paint Republicans as he's extreme MAGA Republicans, right? And so the media is following that lead, and they have been on that same thing. That's why they keep harping on January 6th. These guys are insurrectionists. They're extremists. You know, he says they're different. They're not like, you know, your dad's Republican Party. So I think when you see images in the media, we have to be careful about which ones they select, because they're probably selecting the worst ones they can, and probably making Joe Biden the happiest ones they can find.
3: Well, it's um. So I, you know, in a situation like this, you've got a pool camera. You don't have fifty million cameras in the chambers recording. You've got one camera in the chamber recording. You've got one director in a booth cutting that for you, and you're taking it in real time.
2: Okay, but you're—he's so, well, you're, talking about pictures. Okay, you see a picture in on internet, a picture of a, a Republican yelling. Okay? okay,
3: but you can take an image of anybody. Go to England, go watch something. Take a snapshot of a moment of somebody screaming at someone, and you're going to look like a crazy person. Well, that's what
2: I'm saying. You know, whoever is selecting the images is probably selecting images that they want to portray. Where they could just as easily take an image of somebody that doesn't look angry and might be smiling but they don't want that image because they want the angry image they want the maga extremist image and they're going to try to portray this that's what i'm saying i'm not surprised those are the images you're seeing you know and then we're going to talk also about the fact that joe biden seems to be changing a little bit from the way he's been running things as president back to more of a campaign mode but before we get into that Let's let Bruno, uh, Victor have his say. Victor, you're on KMJ. Hey,
0: good morning. Who was the blonde that was screaming liar? She's my
3: new hero. That Marjorie Taylor uh, Greene. And who is she connected with? Freedom Caucus.
2: She's a Republican. She's a Republican Congress. from
3: congresswoman from, I can't
2: remember. Yeah, but she's. Um,
3: Some okay. of those Freedom Caucus Yeah, you she's know, group.
2: very loud, very vocal. Uh-huh. She speaks her mind and you, what you see is what you get.
0: Okay, so I'm kind of curious because I don't remember the um, vocal um, public display of disagreements when the president is speaking. Is that a normal behavior or is that something new?
2: That's what we're talking about. You know, you probably just tuned in because we've been talking about the fact this is something new. It doesn't happen like this. The times it's happened in the past, like with, uh, you know, with Barack and the liar comment. Joe Wilson was a congressman and he was berated by both parties as being out of line. Last night we had seemingly the entire Republican Party reacting en masse to several comments the president made and that is new, yes.
0: Okay, because yeah, I was looking at my fence right behind him and you would see disagreement and agreement both in what he was saying, however, Um, I almost expected Joe Biden to ask her to leave because she was disrupting the State of the Union. And I'm surprised he didn't.
3: Yeah, you know, Kevin McCarthy was shushing her. You know, she was very vocal. And my, you know, my after talk with her would have been something to the effect of you can't pick every moment. You need to be selective in what you pick and choose. Because if you want to have impact, you can't have impact every single time. You know, she is, she's is, Marjorie Taylor Greene to me is like a hundred percenter type of representative. She wants a hundred percent of her agenda. She's not going to compromise. She's not going to back down. There are people that like that. You know, I'm kind of one of those people that if you want to get things done in Congress, you probably have to compromise a bit. That's not. That's not the theory she comes from, right,
2: and that's another question. you know it's um, how do you do this vocal objection? Is it better for a, a, you know, just booing in general or this whole thing about liar? Is that going too far to scream that? And um, Victor, you say you liked it, right?
0: well I, I did like it, however. I thought it was over the top. Okay. And I did expect Joe Biden to ask her to leave. And he didn't. He
3: let it no. continue.
2: Well Yeah. I mean uh,
3: I don't know that he can ask her to leave. He's been invited. Yeah, he's the to, guest. He's the guest. Yeah. Yeah, I you know, and and um Well he
2: can do whatever. Kevin he McCarthy
3: wants. can't Ask her to leave. He's supposed to be sitting there. He can't get up from the chair to go ask somebody to leave either. So, but
2: well, the president I don't know. has no power in that room to make anything happen. Like, say he's the guest. He could, though. He could say it. He could say, "Would you please remove that member? It's very disruptive of my speech." And uh, probably nothing would happen. But he could say it. He could say whatever he wants. He Which does. Which might make
3: him look weaker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So. I don't know that there was a win for him in that, and um, but I do think that these kind of I'm going to use I'm going to use the word the Democrats like organic moments <laughs> is what and maybe we that's what we're going to ask David Valadeo were these organic moments or had they talked about how if this is brought up we're not going to stand for this you know in these kind of moments but, but again, these three moments we highlighted in the first hour of the show
2: but what's the best way to do that objection I was satisfied to hear a chorus of boos. Yeah. I didn't need these shouts from individuals like liar and that kind of stuff. You know, is that, does that help? I guess that's why I'm asking this whole thing. Is this good? Does it help anybody win elections? That's, that's my question because that's what it's all about to me. you got to end up winning elections. Do you allow yourself to be portrayed as a radical when you're yelling liar at the president, even if he is lying? You know, so should you just be a nice generic boo get his attention let him know we're well, not going to accept this or do you have to start calling names
3: i think that there are terms that you can use not true
2: yeah. would be one
3: yeah instead better of calling liar. instead of calling someone a liar you could say not true you could say lies that's better than liar disingenuous
2: so, that's, a word I, know, like that's a word they like to use that's the word
3: they like to use too so you know there there are I guess alternatives that could have been used, but I did like the um you know when they talked about fentanyl and somebody screamed it's the border yeah. that's what everybody's thinking in yeah. their heads
2: that was a good one but that it was, was a good one but it's everybody the border. everybody was yelling that and right? somebody
3: yelled China yeah right that was fine too because we know that it's you know being processed in China shipped to the southern border and coming across our border so. You know there there were some there were some things I did like. I just liked that they made him have a discussion with them in real time.
2: Yeah, we're calling you out on this. Not going to let you just stand there and make these wild accusations that aren't true. So I think he was lying. You know, but, but you don't call him a liar. I mean that's kind of how I feel. But just boo. Just yeah, the, boo. The chorus of boos was good.
3: Well, here right? is. Hey, we've got okay. phone calls, don't we? Yeah. Let's go to it.
2: John, you're on KMJ.
3: Yeah, I was just wanting to let you know that the
0: person that called Obama a liar, that was the uh, former Speaker of the
2: House. That was John Boehner. That was Joe. It was Joe Wilson.
3: Of South I, Carolina.
2: Well,
0: I remember seeing John Boehner as one of them that called him a
2: liar. No, I don't think so. John Boehner. That doesn't sound like John Boehner at all no. to me. It was Joe Not Wilson. Really a style. Joe Wilson. Joe Wilson. But, you know, the. Uh, I've seen it on
0: TV, so that's why I was saying that.
2: Just, just Google Joe Wilson, it'll come up. Okay. All but, right. it, you know, to me, it doesn't really matter. They who shouted, it was. you lie. Yeah.
3: At Obama, and, you know, people called it embarrassing.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You know, the State of the Union evolves, it has been an evolution, it's changed. We talked about this the other day about the fact that. You know, Thomas Jefferson didn't want to deliver an oral recitation. He didn't want to do a speech. He sent it over in writing. Presidents for a hundred years sent it over in writing until Woodrow Wilson started doing it. You know, Joe Biden didn't have to go and deliver a speech. He could have sent a little report over in writing. The Constitution doesn't say anything about that. But presidents have seen this as an opportunity to make political points and and, and it's become a A political speech. It's a campaign speech. That's what we talked about yesterday. Should it just be done away with? And I was all for doing away with it until last night. I go, hey, this is pretty good. Well
3: and so we all know now after last night what the campaign slogan is, right? The campaign slogan he said it twelve times throughout the night. Let's finish the job. Yeah. That was the that's the slogan. So he's gonna he's expected to announce sometime in the next few weeks that he is running in twenty twenty four. And the slogan's going to be, let's finish the job.
2: And our slogan's going to be, no.
3: Autocracy has grown weaker, not
0: stronger. Name me a world leader who
3: changed places with
0: Xi Jinping. Name me one. Name me one.
3: Strange comment there last (laughs) night from the president during his speech. What was that about, John?
2: I'm not sure. You know, we had all this stuff. I'm going to
3: add that to our list of questions to ask Valadeo.
2: Yeah, um... With all the stuff that was going on with China here this week, right, you have to believe that it had something to do with that. But well, what are you talking about? Who wants to change places with Xi Jinping? Name me one. And he seems so angry and loud and yelling. What, what, what is, what's going on? Is this a response to the balloon?
3: I, I have no idea. I don't think anybody's asking him to have somebody change places with <laughs> Xi Jinping. I think that what Republicans are asking for is for you to have a stance on China, to have some core values yeah. when it comes to China of what we will accept and what we won't accept. I I don't know I don't know about Xi Jinping <laughs> and who's going to replace him.
2: Yeah. It's just I'm sure somebody somewhere would like to trade places with him. <laughs> He's probably got a pretty cool life. Although, you know, not that I want to live there. 4905858 Lee, you're on KMJ.
0: Yeah, um,
1: i got to tell you, you can't put the genie back in the bottle. Um, you know, it's going to get more and more raucous as time goes on. Uh, we are such a splintered country, 50-50 with the politics. Did you like that it? Was reflected, yeah. Actually, I did. I think we have to, as a Republican Party, learn to fight fire with fire. The Democrats have been playing this game way too long, and we let them get away with it. And I like the new the new, hey, we're going to take you on. We're going to call you out.
2: Okay. I mean, I feel the same way. Yeah. I think exactly as you said it. It's just like, you guys do this to us all the time. Not in State of the Union. You just do it every day. You got your friends in the media that carry your message for you. You accuse us of all kinds of things. Now you get up in the State of the Union, national audience, primetime TV, and accuse us of something we have no intention of doing. Yeah, we're going to call you out, and if that's if that's a lack of decorum, then let it be. And if you're worried about this happening to a Republican, just make sure a Republican gets up there and tells the truth. Yeah, is that
0: it? Yeah, pretty much. Okay,
1: I <laughs> mean, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, we we like to take the high road. The Republicans have always been the party of I think good manners, but maybe the time is past. It's gone. We got to fight fire with fire.
2: Well, again, you know, is it, is it bad manners to react to something that's just not true in a speech? It has been considered that up until now. It, you know, that's why I say it's, I was watching this. I was kind of surprised at how this continued through the night, but I liked it. And, you know, the oil thing, which was a, a humorous thing, and it was a laughter response, certainly was okay and he reacted to that because he kind of got caught but it was but you, know, he, you know our previous caller talked about how mean it looked well that didn't look mean
3: that no looked. not at all um you know i'm sitting here and i'm thinking in my head so you have republicans who like it which i get democrats don't like it which i get but for independents when you were talking about kind of the focus group you know not liking that i think to myself what you know i don't know that that proves anything but oh. what does it say to me well, maybe what it says to me is, is that, that was in that focus group were independents who like to be compliant. I don't know. You know, there are people out there that confrontation makes them uncomfortable. Um, it doesn't make me uncomfortable. I, last night, I was not uncomfortable with that. I was not embarrassed by any of it. I thought that maybe Marjorie Taylor Greene overstepped a little bit she chose too many moments i think i've said that and made that clear but i wasn't embarrassed by it at all i just thought there needed to be a little bit more strategy behind it
2: 490-5858 doug thanks for calling kmj
1: uh, yes i'd like to make a quick comment no matter what people heard or saw about the heckling that was going on last night whether it was marjorie taylor or people laughing, or liars' comments, nothing was as embarrassing or as disgusting as when Pelosi tore up Trump's speech before the world.
2: Good point. Fair comment. You know, That's so, all I got to say. Yeah, well, like I say, you know, we have the Joe Wilson yell out. And that was roundly condemned by everybody. We had the Nancy Pelosi speech rip up and that was criticized by a lot of people on both sides. Um, I don't know. So how does this, so it's, we've had some moments. We've never had this group thing where the entire party seemed to react. And that's why we're going to have David Valadao come. We're going to ask him, was this spontaneous? Did you guys talk? Was this planned? Because they know what he's going to talk about they can say, hey, when, in these moments, we need to do something and we're gonna you know, change the way, I don't know, I never heard anything about this, like there was some kind of conspiracy theory here. you know. We have another sound bite though, don't we have, do we have time for this? No, we don't. We've got probably. about a minute. Well, do we yeah, we this? do,
3: we have time okay. for it. It's a to hamburger soundbite. Hamburger bite. sound bite. Let's do this. So a cashier
0: at a burger place can't walk across town and take the same job at another burger place and make a few bucks more. It just changed. But well, they just changed it because we exposed it. That was part of the deal, guys. Look it up.
2: Now he's talking about, he said people at fast food restaurants have to sign no compete clauses, and they can't go across town to walk to to work at another burger joint. Well, that's not true. You know, somebody could have screamed liar. It was a, it was a like a McDonald's policy where you couldn't go to another franchise. They didn't want their franchises raiding each other. It wasn't like you, you could go to work to Burger King. They can't, you know. So I don't know. Just another moment though. He got reaction. Yeah, he did. He go, no, no, it was the deal. No, I really no. Joke. Look, it yeah, look, look, it up, look, look it up. Look it up, guys.
3: Look it up.